With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know how fast you were going? Industry news. Trends. The people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. Hour number two of the big program. Hour number one I thought was stellar. Anytime you put Kristen Beat, Austin Politelli, and Ben LeMay on the same in the same hour, that's a home run for me. Scott Casper for Tony Wink in studio. Our, our uh, co-hosts have the week off: Roman Avila, P.J. Duran, and Eddie Kulenkamp. Our contributors to the show, as always, Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, and our producers include Jack and Leanne DeLeon, the dynamic duo that helps put us on radio and on the intranet. So thank you guys both very much. This is a product of the Evergreen Podcast Productions and evergreenpodcast.com, a diverse and dynamically curated blend of creative shows featuring a wide range of lifestyle and niche programming. Our network features a myriad of entertaining shows rooted in high creative values and production quality quality it's pit pass part of the evergreen podcast nation here we go let's go over to tony wink tony we've got three guests from the bottom to the top who are they blaine thompson is going to join us racing the works series also the sprint hero enduro series that, that the works crew is running out west so blaine's going to be on off-road racer also road racers uh well excuse me flat track racer andrew luker is going to be on who's uh returning to the aft singles class um, I believe next year or this year, I should say. Um, but, uh, I think he's going to do singles and the, the production twin classes on a Kawasaki. So we're going to talk to Luker and then, uh, Oh, Benjamin Smith, who is, um, kind of a fast road racer, kind of fast meaning. What, what does that mean? Eh, sarcasm. He's very fast road racer. Ah. Road racer. Well, I tell you what, if you're listening and want to be in contact with us, look for me on Twitter. Uh, so many of you do. Is, and, and one of our, our very first guests, by the way, we have a tweet um, that, that I want to give a shout out to because it has to do with our very first guest. Let's bring him on. If we can, Jack, let's bring on uh, Benjamin Smith. Benjamin, people ever call you Ben? Uh, yeah, actually. That's, uh, that's kind of the name that I go by in the paddock. Um, people used to call me Ben. Or Benny? Or, or Benny, yeah, whatever works. Ben Man. Ben man, people like exactly. that. What okay. other names could we come up with for Ben? <laughs> I think we've got plenty to talk about. Okay. Um, let's see. Let me let me get to that. We'll start with that. Uh, uh, let's see. Where is it at here? This just literally just got this. Um, talk to us about twins. Twins? Yeah. Um, you ever dated uh, any? <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I have not actually. That uh, would be fun, right? Your question. <laughs> Is there any uh, is there, is there any truth to the rumor that you may be racing in the twins category? Um, actually, no. Um, I will not be competing in the twins cup this year. Um, strictly the six hundred super sport class, uh, second year in the uh, in the class. So I'm really looking forward to it. But um, no, uh, I think that the twins cup for Moto America is is a really great stepping stone. Um, but I've already made the transition to the 600, and, and I plan on staying there. Ben, uh, c- coming off of uh, the RC Cup, you know, and uh, onto the the Super Sport Series, um, 
back with the same team, I think, Team Norris, right? Yep. Uh, okay, so you're uh, this is your sophomore year. What do you what do you take from your rookie season in that class into the second year? You know the team. I assume you know the bike. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, <clears throat> the biggest thing for me, I think, is just the fact that I've been to all the tracks now on the 600. Um, I mean, I had been to all the tracks, obviously, on the KTM, but the 600 is obviously a whole different animal. Um, it's just you basically got to relearn every place that you go. And going into my second season in the class, I think that just just going into every weekend, really knowing what to expect, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help me a lot. It's going to help me get up to pace a lot quicker. And um, I think it's, you're going to definitely see a, an improvement in the results for sure. As a rider, breaking points, d- just trivial stuff that you, you, you have to learn. But once, you, once you've learned it, d- do you think it comes back to you that, that quickly when you get back on the track, even though it's been a year maybe since you've ridden it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that, I mean, it, it'll take a couple laps at every place that we go to. You just kind of get the rhythm back down again. But then, uh, yeah, it kind of goes back to the whole thing where I'll remember what I did last year on the bike, and uh, I'll be able to, to even go a step further just because I, I've got more experience now. But I think I think it'll all come back to me once once I get there. What about endurance for your your first year? Was your was there any surprises? I mean, like people don't think about this, but just the G forces and braking and all the stuff that when you go to a bigger bike, it's taxing on the body, right? It, yeah. Oh, you said Huge. It exactly. Um, I was actually coming from the KTM. I mean, the KTM's definitely a smaller bike it's lighter uh it's not as fast like you said and i was i mean i did everything that i could to prepare myself to ride the 600 for those long 20 lap races or so and um i i'm not even gonna lie i was surprised about how physical it was those first couple rounds to get through those races um the more i did it the more in shape i got and and kind of just relaxed on the bike and didn't feel as tired but it was definitely um it was definitely a surprise those first couple uh rounds when I was on the 600. Any scary moments? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I had a couple of those moments where uh, I was kind of deer in the headlights, but, um, you know, I, I expected those going into the season that it, it's a whole different a whole different world than the 600. Uh, higher top speeds and everything, and so I definitely did scare myself a few times, but um, luckily nothing too bad. Yeah, that's the last thing you want to do is scare yourself. I understand scaring fans because they may not have that talent level that you have, okay? And when the fans are on the edge of the seats, that's why they come to watch. That's why they watch on TV. That's why they listen to it. But when you can get right down to it and say, hey, you know what? That even scared me and I'm the rider. That's saying an awful lot. Speaking um, of deer yeah. in the headlights, mm-hmm. uh, you ever shot a deer, Ben? I have not personally. No, I, I've never shot a deer. No. You're eating one? <laughs> no, uh, I've actually never had venison. I, I've heard it's really good. But Where are you from, boy? I know, right? I, I, should, I should get on that. What? No, really, where are you from? Oh, oh I'm from Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. They got deer in Pennsylvania. They got bears in Pennsylvania. There's sure there are too many deer in Pennsylvania. Yep. Way too many. That's the problem with too many deer. They start developing, it's called wasting. And that's uh, chronic wasting, and they end up dying because there's not enough food. There's too little ground for them to cover. But, man, in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania? Yes, yes. That's a long state. You know, the highest point on Interstate 80 is located in Pennsylvania. Did you know that? Hmm. True story. Well, I did not know that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. You ever hit a deer, Ben? No. Luckily, I have not hit a deer. You've uh, never hit a deer on the road? No. I, I've come close. Trust me, I've come close, but I've 
I seem to avoid them every time. It's so. like it's like hitting a bear. Board. It is. It's much like hitting a bear, only no horns. I bet it is. I mean, they they do some damage to the car. Oh yeah. Happens. You know why? I, I, Roman totaled out my van, my Wiseco van. Oh, I heard about yeah, that. Coming home from a race, yeah. They hit a deer. You know, there's guys here. Ben, that uh, we, we have so many deer here where we live that, that uh, there's guys that leave their snow plows on all year mm-hmm. just so they don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> just so they can pick them up. What was that? Oh, another deer. <laughs> you uh, got the blade on. I assume you've you've looked at the schedule. Uh, what races are you most looking forward to in 2019? Um, I am looking forward to the season opener at uh, Road Atlanta. I really like that place and just coming into it uh, first round. I mean, everybody's got their first round excitements and, and nerves and all that going on. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, I also like going to Laguna Seca with World Superbike. That's always a cool event. Um, and I really, I don't have any tracks that I dislike on the schedule, so I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Mm. All right, so now there are some guys out there that will tell you that they stopped having fun when racing became a business. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, Ricky Carmichael perhaps is known as the greatest of all time because he was pushed to become just that. But he has openly admitted now as an adult, that's when he stopped having fun. It became a job, became work, and he started to hate it. Um, What advice do you give, uh, you know, what we call pit parents or track parents uh, so they don't fall into that rut because, man, I tell you what, one of the reasons you go out and race as a kid is because your mom and dad took you to the track, your brothers, your friends from down the street or whatever. Uh, you know, what, what advice would you give them? Because the last thing you want is to turn a kid off of the sport they thought was cool, but it ended up, you know, because I got a little bit of talent, all of a sudden expectations are way through the roof. What yep. would you tell parents like that? Uh, I mean, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen a couple of times too, actually. And, uh, I mean, I'm still 18 years old and it's not, it's not obviously a job for me yet. Hopefully someday it will be. Um, but I always just try and keep it all in perspective. I mean, you're out there, you're racing motorcycles. There's really nothing that you, that you should be upset about. You should always have fun with it. The moment that you stop having fun with it is when you shouldn't be doing it anymore. Um, and my dad always tells me before, every time before I go, I go out on track, last thing is, you know, hey, go out there and have fun. That's that's what we're here for. You got to have fun with it. Mm. Um, and for for me personally, uh, I always ride better when I'm fun uh, or when I'm having fun because I'm relaxed and uh, I'm enjoying myself. So if you're not if you're not having fun, then there's there's really no point in doing it. You just got to keep things light and just and keep it all in perspective. Ben Smith's our guest, 2017 Moto America KTM RC Cup champion. Um, how special is that for you, Ben? That was uh, that was very special. One probably one of the best days of my life. Um, that was that was a great race, uh, nail biter uh, down to the last corner. It really came. Um, it was absolutely something I will never forget. You know, t- Tony, I know you spent quite a bit of time in Canada and Mexico, and I understand there is an exchange rate. So, if you won a championship <laughs> in Canada, do you have to exchange that into American championship points, or how does that work? <laughs> you know. I, I'm really not sure. Uh, I'm not sure how that works, to be honest with you. Hmm. Canada? What are you yeah. talking about? What? You've been to Canada? I, I've never. No, I've never been to Canada. Um, I thought you had been. Place, but I've never been to Canada. Yeah, that's a real. It's a real cold place right now. Yeah, oh, I bet it is. <laughs> I mean, not yeah. much colder than where we are, but it's cold. Where are you, Ben? Uh, well, currently sitting in my in my room uh, doing this interview and. Freezing my butt off in Pennsylvania. Do your mom and dad know you're kind of a big deal? 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they know you think you're kind of a big deal? <laughs> I try. I try and keep myself humble and all that. Just open the door, crack, say, "Hey, you know what? Can you use another glass of chocolate milk in here?" <laughs> Ma, the meatloaf. Yeah, it's not going to serve itself. I never know what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> and if she says no to more ketchup. You need to you need to check that out because you can have as much ketchup as you want. Did you did you homeschool Ben? No, uh, I'm actually not. I've been that's something that basically every kid that I race against is homeschooled. Right. Uh, I've been public schooled my whole life. Um, Thank God. I bet you regret um, that. You know, um, there's more dates. Funny, I like I, I kind of I do in some aspects, but in other aspects, um, I'm pretty happy that uh, I stayed public school just because. I mean, I feel like you get so many so many social interactions that are going to help you later right. on in life. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I'm a senior right now. Uh, I plan on going to college next year at uh, Penn State, if you guys know where that is. Mm, not Happy uh, Valley. Nope, not familiar with it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but, no, I'm I'm pretty happy that I stayed public school. It, it made stuff hard at times, but um, I'm, I'm happy with it. You know, it's a, it's a great campus. There's a... A place called the Creamery makes some of the best ice cream in the world. Yep. And they also have a pretty good wrestling coach and wrestling team there, by the way. So Kale Sanderson has found itself a home at Penn State. That's where Kale went. Yep. And this million-dollar right. check will get my attention as well. A million bucks. Mm-hmm. A signing bonus. Really? Did real well, yeah. And the man that wow. wrote the check owns all the casinos in the state of Pennsylvania, too. So all Ira had to do was get out the checkbook, sharpen up the pencil, and, and, and start to write. See Commence what you can writing. learn on, mm-hmm. on the Motorcycle Talk Radio Show, Ben? What's that? See what you can learn on the Motorcycle Talk Radio yeah, Show? He oh, listening. seriously, I know, right? I learn something new every day. So you're a Big Ten guy, obviously, huh? Yeah. yeah. Do you know that there are some, on some campuses, Iowa State, as an example, has a, a club uh, motor, uh, what is it, Tony? Is it a club? Oh, I was ISUMX. They have a, a motocross, motocross club. Motocross yeah. club, yeah. And it's funded by the college. Uh-huh. It's funded through uh, the, the student fees. You can make applications okay, so check, for it. So check this out, Ben. These I own a racetrack, a motocross track. So these guys will show up, and they will write a check from the college-funded account mm-hmm. to pay for their racing. Wow. Some of them aren't students. I'm just saying. Wow. Hey, well, you know, I'm going to have to look into that. All you have to do is apply. From what I understand, right. I don't know how it works. How does that work, Scott? Well, the, for example, when we started the the program, the National College Wrestling Association, um, there there were no clubs around the country. Now you can go to schools where wrestling has not been prevalent for years and years and years, and these guys are coming up with this plan where you go make application to form a club team, and you can get 40, 50, 60 kids that are part of the campus anyway. Now you're giving them something to get behind, and then eventually now we're at 178 programs, I think it is. And they went, they started when we went on the air years ago. Uh, so if you think about it, now you're giving some these kids an opportunity to race, go to school at the same time, and a program that has the ability to to be gentrified, if you will, and that's to move up within the the uh, the system to become a a, a recognized NCAA Division One, Two, or Three, or NAI or JUCO, whatever uh, you know, whatever your school designation is. But you have an opportunity then to move to the next level, and that's an honest to God recognized team, and that's how it's done. It's pretty neat to see it happen. Wow, that's actually that's actually a really great concept that they got going on there. Mm-hmm. What are you What are you going to study in college? You know, I'm not 
completely sure yet. I haven't nailed anything down. Um, I put down on my application, uh, I have a business major going, uh, I think more specifically public relations, but uh, that could change. I'm really not sure yet, so I need to, I want to narrow it down here uh, coming in soon. Well, do me a favor. Don't hang up. He's going to put you on hold uh, when it's time. Uh, he'll put you on hold because I want to talk to you off air during the commercial break, okay? Cool. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. Not done with you yet. I just want to let our fans know that this portion of the show brought to you by our friends at Fly Racing. They continue to expand their line of hard parts, bike stands, handlebars, grips, chains, sprockets, foot pegs, and lever assemblies. I'm not sure what a lever assembly is, but uh, (laughs) they have creative products such as innovative boot wash stands. They've got that going on. Fly Racing designers, well, they're committed to making quality hard parts. Now, you can find them online at flyracing.com or look for fly racing at a dealer near you okay that's what we now we want to give you an opportunity to recognize any of your uh, uh sponsors that have really gotten behind you to help make it possible for you to go racing yeah uh, absolutely i mean um the biggest one obviously being team Norse racing uh such great people that i met uh they have been absolutely fantastic for me the last few years so huge shout out to them can't cannot thank them enough uh a ride helmet mm. i mean with amazing amazing stuff for for as long as I can remember, honestly. Um, Diane Easy put me in some really great protective suits. Um, Hustle Hard Racing, uh, Motion Pro, um, Graves Motorsports. I mean, everybody that can help me out, I, I can't do it without them. Dude, we appreciate you taking the time. Best to the balance and uh, your family. And uh, and you're scheduled to start at Penn State when? This, this coming fall? Yep, this coming fall. Wow. Well, I've been on that campus many times. Make sure you get your picture taken by the Nittany Lion statue. You can see where it's rubbed for, uh, what do you call it, good luck by all the students that have had their pick taken there for so long. But a great campus uh, and so many great opportunities await you there, my friend. Okay? Yep, thank you. Don't hang up. We'll take quick time out on the Pit Pass Radio Network. Scott Casper, Tony Wink with you, our outgoing guests there, Ben uh, not Ben LeMay, I'm sorry, Benjamin Smith. I was on hour number one. Uh, Andrew Looker and uh, Blaine Thompson all scheduled to uh, join us here in the next next uh, 20 to 40 minutes or so. So stick around. Lots more to talk about. It's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.